to aviation fuel. That's right, uh, that, the, that biofuels from corn could actually power commercial aircraft in the future. And that's, a, that's actually a technological innovation that's a fairly long way down the, the road, or maybe down the jetway. Uh, but this is Tuesday. That means it's time for Mobility Makers, brought to you by Bridgestone. No matter what the next generation of mobility will be, it will be on wheels, and Bridgestone will be there. Bridgestone solutions for your journey. Some big news coming from Ford today that it is significantly increasing the price of the 2023 F-150 Lightning pickup truck, their EV pickup, uh, which has been in such high demand. They've boosted production, I think, now twice. Well, now they're boosting the price as well. It will now range from about $47,000 to $97,000. Uh, that's a jump of between $6,000 and $8,500, depending on the model. So the, even the, the lowest trim model is seeing, seeing a 17% increase in price. And if you feel a little bit like uh, Charlie Brown with uh, Lucy holding the football, I, I can't blame you. That it seems like as, as soon as maybe some of these vehicles get within reach of the average consumer, uh, they raise their prices or something else. Uh, intrudes. Uh, We wanted to learn more about this from an old friend who's written a book that I think could be very helpful to a lot of people. It's called How to Buy an Affordable Electric Car, A Tightwad's Guide to EV Ownership. And we welcome in Matt DiLorenzo. Matt, good afternoon. Hi, Guy. How are you? Very good. Congratulations on the book. Thank you. When it, It is on the presses now and is available? Yes, it's available on Amazon in uh, both uh, Kindle and paperback form, and then there's a Nook version up on uh, Barnes and Noble. It, it's my first um, foray into self-publishing, and it's uh, pretty amazing because I started writing the book in January, and it's out already. So I'm pretty happy with um, the way that all worked out. I guess so. Well, I think it's 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 coming just in the nick of time. I can't tell you how many people have mm-hmm. said, "Well, yeah." I'm, I'm really interested in doing this, but the simple fact is it just isn't in my budget yet. And we know that we've got things like the Chevy Equinox that's going to be EV that's coming up soon, which they claim will only have a $3,000 premium. But in the meantime, sort it out for us. What consumer, what, what are the consumer characteristics and your driving characteristics that would make you a good fit for EVs? Well, I think if you have a uh, if you're going to use it as a second car or primarily kind of in town driving, it's a perfect solution. I I just recently retired and uh, I bought a Leaf um, a Model S uh, or their their basic Leaf S that only has a 149 mile range. Now that's not far, but I don't go far. I can uh, recharge overnight. In my garage, I have 240 outlet for level two charging, so it only takes about seven hours for it to, to recharge. So it's a perfect kind of runabout for me. Um, it costs about $30,000, so uh, it, it's eminently affordable. But we also have another car in our household. We have a plug, an Ionic plug-in um, hybrid, and that's our road car. That's our trip car. Because you can, even after you run down the battery, you can still uh, fuel it. Uh, with gas, yeah. With, with in gas. California, six dollar and fifty cents a gallon gas, yeah. <laughs> but see, that's the, that's the great part is if you're just running around town and you get a thirty mile charge on on your plug in hybrid or you have an electric car, um, you're going to save some some uh, some real uh, money with the way that the gas prices have been going. But what? 
that said, the, the big caveat is, especially if you want an affordable EV, one of the things you're going to have to give up is range. If you want range, it's going to cost you more money. And that's exactly what's going on with the, um, the F-150. Uh, they added 10 miles of range to it. It's going from 230 to 240, but they added $7,000 to the base price. So it's no longer an under $40,000 sort of affordable EV. It's now an under $50,000 uh, EV. Well, and how much of this, either because of inflation or the cost of the batteries or, you know, all, all the things that go into the, the, the cost basis of these vehicles. You know, we keep we keep hearing that the economies of scale are going to kick in and these battery packs are going to become more affordable for everybody. And we have seen significant declines in the cost of the battery. Uh, but again, like I said, I feel a little bit like Charlie Brown in the football, especially for those that need something larger than a Nissan Leaf. Yeah, why, you know why uh, haven't they delivered on the cost-saving promises? And and um, will we? Is this postponing when this could become within range for the average consumer? I think you're you're absolutely on it, especially with the analogy. I love that pulling the football away, but uh, it, it's true. I think the demands for people who want electric vehicles to replace a conventional gasoline car is driving the manufacturers to try and offer 300 miles of range. Um, a good size car, you know, like a, a mid-size SUV and, and, or a pickup truck or a larger vehicle. So the costs are going to be a lot higher. I mean, in my book, I compare a, an EV Kona versus a non-EV Kona, same vehicle, same trim level. Yeah. There's still a $10,000 price difference. So, you see? Um, and, and it's not getting any better because of the lithium prices are, are continuing to go up and uh, supply chain um, uh, difficulties. It's, it's, it's not going to be that easy to bend the cost curve down as people think. So, you know, we've had a lot of uh, drama in Washington over this week. The House is going to be taking mm-hmm. action on uh, this so-called uh, Inflation Reduction Act, which will remove the $7,500 cap on tax credits for EVs, meaning that ostensibly this should be coming within reach of the average consumer that Uncle Sam's going to give them a little bump. The problem is the way those things were structured, there's a lot of domestic sourcing requirements in them Correct. that don't exist yet. They don't have that robust domestic supply right. chain yet. How problematic is that going to be in terms of you know, the federal government helping it? The it's cost going to be a huge brought- problem. Yeah. It's going to be a huge problem. I think right now, too, when you're shopping for an EV, not all manufacturers can offer even the current um, uh, incentives. Uh, GM and Tesla uh, no longer offer the $7,500 federal tax credit. And then uh, Toyota's about ready to uh, start phasing theirs out. The new one also has price caps on it. So like a car, right. to be eligible, can't cost more than $55,000, and a truck can't cost more than I believe eighty thousand. So, um, there so I'm, I'm there from the government, and I'm here to these... help. You may have limited yeah. utility to the average person because you may see your consumer choice in terms of the models that are eligible for this bump uh, may be much slimmer. Decrease, right? Yeah, they're not going to they're not going to be as as available as they were before. So, if you're shopping in the market for an EV. Being able to buy a, um, uh, an EV from a manufacturer can offer, uh, still offer the current $7,500 tax credit is, mm-hmm. is the definite way to, to go. 
Well, for those of you that want to explore this further and deeper, there's also a good chapter in Matt's book about whether buying a used EV is a good idea and in what applications that makes sense. I've heard some people that have tried to buy a used Tesla and found out it was more expensive than a new <laughs> than a new one. The market is yeah. just upside down right now. Matt, we wish you well with a new book. It's called How to Buy an Affordable Electric Car, A Tightwad's Guide to EV Ownership, available now at Amazon. Take care, Matt. Thanks, Guy. Take care.